0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real Talk About Feminism podcast. This is episode 54. We have a really good one for you today. I feel like we say that every single episode but I'm really excited about this one. We did something new so you're gonna have to wait and see Um, but it's something that we've never done before that is really going to add something to this episode I feel like. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Um, hopefully you guys had a good laugh and it was just kind of lighthearted. I know some of the stories are a little bit hard to understand without me telling all the context. But if I told you all the context, it would be about four hours. So. Yeah, seriously. It yeah, would. hopefully you it guys <laughs> had a good time. And maybe you guys have tried out a new date idea that Ken suggested at the end. Yeah, let us know if you did. Like, seriously, I'd love to know. Yeah. Well, what's going on with you? Um. Well, I am actually, by the time this gets released, I'll be in the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited. I will be on a one-week camping trip with my best friend. So excited, honestly. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, you guys will have a really good time. We were talking about how it's nice to have different types of vacations. Mm -hmm. Like, it's fun to have, like, a glam expensive luxe vacation but then like beach yes and like literally just like truly relaxing indulging but then it's also nice to have vacations where you are just out in nature unplugged Mm -hmm. and you can really just reset and I feel like that's what it's gonna be for you exactly and I'm literally just gonna be like I'm not bringing my computer I'm not working it's technically my spring break so I don't have school it's in between semesters I'm literally just unplugging yeah and you shouldn't Bring your computer, because then you're gonna be like, "Well, I'll just check a few emails." Like, no, you should be unplugged. So I'm, I'm glad you'll be able to do that. Yeah, I'll try and post on the the story so everyone yeah, can please. see like what's going on. I'm jealous because I've always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> anyway, that'll be what's really with fun. You? Um, I mean, not much. I I feel like every week I'm just like, oh, you know, school and work and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I've started doing recently that I'm obsessed with, and it's super simple, but I really like tea, like drinking hot tea at night, but I also really love ice drinks. Yeah. And I realized, like, I think I've talked about this too, like, I'm just not into coffee anymore as much. Mm. And so I started just filling up mason jars with water and putting a couple tea bags in there and then just letting them steep in the fridge overnight. Oh. And so I'll, like, prep, like, four jars with four different types of tea. And then instead of, like, taking coffee or chai in the morning, I'll just... Take tea, iced tea, hmm. like it's hydrating. It feels good. So that's something yeah. I've been doing. That is so fun. I actually was over at your apartment the other day, and in the fridge I saw all the mason jars mm-hmm. with the tea bags in them, and I was like, oh, I wonder what. what yeah, what's up with that you know. But that's so cool. That's a really good idea because then it's ready and it's been steeping overnight, so it has. Yes, all it has flavor. so much more flavor. Mm. Yeah, because I was like, oh, well, it's night. Like I'll just make some iced tea, but I was like, it's not going to steep. Enough, you know right yeah I just like I said I just really haven't been into chai lately and We've both been feeling that way yeah we have we went to Dutch today mm-hmm. and got chais and they were really good but like something about like the homemade is just not hitting the same which stinks because chai is like our family drink and we are mm-hmm. so into drinks in general I think it maybe was just a little overdone like with the ones I made no, like, just chai in general, for me. Oh, yeah, like, like we... Every day. Yes, multiple times a day. Yeah, sometimes. and so I feel like, for me, I'm just, like, I've been really into lemonades and juices and just something else, and chai just feels heavy. It feels heavy, and you know what? I think it feels like fall and coziness, and it's, yes. like, it's spring and summer now. Mm-hmm. That is it. You uh-huh. cracked it, honestly. Yeah, we've been trying to figure it out, yeah. but... <laughs> there we go. yeah. We also tried um, Olipop the other day. Mm-hmm. It's like a prebiotic soda. Soda. Yeah, and it has like four or five grams of sugar a can, which is really great for soda. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So good. I So we got three different flavors. Four. I, we got four. Oh, we got four. Mm-hmm. So I did not like the root beer one. I think it tasted too much like a health drink, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. It was like too obvious. But I loved the grape one. It tasted exactly like grape soda, like Grape Fanta. Yeah, the grape one was really good. You also really liked the orange squeeze. Okay, I was trying to figure out what yeah, that was. Yeah, and that one was really good. It tasted like orange soda. Mm. Um, We also tried strawberry vanilla, which I loved. I don't but think I really liked that one. You didn't really yeah. like that one. You were like, just drink the whole can. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we're just trying to figure out, like, where we're at with our drink situation mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. More juices, more lemonades. That's just more summer. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, that'll be really exciting for you to go to the Grand Canyon. Please post pictures. Mm-hmm. Please. I definitely will. Yeah. Um, the week after, so the day you get back, I'm leaving for Chicago. Yes. As well. Yeah, we're traveling. Yeah. We're yeah. Cause like I worked for spring break and um, you know, I like on a vacation. <laughs> right. And our sister has a volleyball tournament in Chicago. So I'm gonna go. This will be so really hard. fun. I've never been there. Yeah, we won't see each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Weird. Weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Today's feminist highlight is Sophia Girard. wrote, uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, She is from Puerto Rico. She is the first Victoria's Secret model with Down syndrome. And I feel like that's a really big step. Just in the world in general yeah totally way more inclusive and like Victoria's Secret is a brand that's not really known for being inclusive so I think that's really great um Sophia also owns her own brand called Alabet which translates to I love it and I I looked at some of it it, yeah it was cute it was like bags keychains like just like really cute accessory stuff Mm -hmm. yeah I love the name that's so cute I do too I know it's so simple but it's so cute yeah Wow, I think that's awesome. She's really pretty and really cute. Yeah, I know. I stalked her on Instagram for a good while. (laughs) Yeah, you guys will see her pictures on the feminist highlight on Wednesday on our story. Yes. Um, But yeah, she's so cute. That's amazing. Good for her. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Instagram, uh, our handle is at Real Talk About Feminism Pod. And like Haley said, we post the feminist highlights every single Wednesday Mm -hmm. on our stories and we post several times throughout the week as well so definitely go follow us to see like more about us and our lives mm-hmm. and just like podcast stuff in general yeah that is where you want to go to for the physical resource definitely there's a lot of information on there yeah so. and like for the date episode like sometimes we'll post like pictures and videos for context yeah so yeah exactly like the stories that I shared like any pictures that relate or videos we'll post those on the story yeah and we have a story highlight for like pictures and videos from episodes so yeah we you can do. actually know what we're talking about yeah I think like for the New York episode too like yeah. I posted some pictures so just go check us out there and follow along with us we'd really love it yeah Today's episode is all about beauty pageants, this which is, is a good one. yeah, it'll be really good. And I'm not that familiar with beauty pageants, honestly, because I feel like, I feel like most people have the same kind of thoughts, like, oh, you're just judged on your appearance. Okay, great. Like, cool. Um, But I mentioned we were doing something different for this episode. We actually reached out to a couple people that sent in some voice memos and audio clips so I'll be incorporating those and we'll get to hear different perspectives from two ladies that actually compete so I think it'll be really good. Yeah because we're not experts in this. No We not wanted at all. to pull from people who actually experienced this and grew up in this world and they're so nice. They gave us such great insights and so we're really excited to include them and we'll put all their information in the show notes so you guys can follow them on Insta. If you're watching on YouTube, we are now joined by the dog, <laughs> our dog. I don't know. I grew up with her, yeah, so I kind of consider our her child my dog, dog still. Bonnie, here she is right now with me. <laughs> Say hi, Bonnie. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I mentioned before, like, a lot of people think about beauty pageants as being super degrading towards women, uh, which there definitely are ways that they are and history yeah which we'll get into but there's actually a lot of ways in which they are empowering to women according to global citizen quote for critics beauty pageants are an outdated hangover of a patriarchal society that values women only for their beauty for fans pageants are a platform for showcasing women's empowerment diversity intelligence and leadership so i will link the article that this quote came from in the show notes It was so great. I had so much great information. I literally wanted to read the whole thing on here, but I won't do that, of course. So go look at that for more information. Um, But it mentioned in there how many women who participate in pageants actually use it as a platform to empower others and empower women in general. I feel like this is kind of one of those situations where, you know how if. something is a certain way for a long time that everyone just assumes it's the same way. Right. You know, and like, that's what everyone else is saying about that thing. So it's like, we're all just going along and being like, beauty pageants are dumb. Beauty pageants are like not empowering. But when you actually look at it and analyze it and realize that it's changed, like, yeah, it used to be that way. But it's changed. And I feel like that's one of those situations. I do, too. And as we'll hear from our kind of guests, (laughs) um, there's a lot of different types of pageants. So, like, some do focus mostly on, like, beauty and how you look Mm -hmm. and your body and everything. But there's many that are more focused on, like, your mind and what you contribute to society and different types of ones. An example of this is... Zoza Zabini Tunzi of South Africa, who is the longest reigning Miss Universe of all time. Whoa. Yeah. She was asked in 2019, what is the most important thing we should teach young girls today? And her answer to this question was, I think the most important thing we should be teaching young girls today is leadership. It's something that has been lacking in young girls and women for a very long time, not because we don't want to, but because of what society has labeled women to be. So she's as it said, like she's the longest reigning Miss universe in all of history. And she is using her platform for good. Like Mm -hmm. she's trying to motivate and inspire women and young girls. And I think it's really great that someone with that big of a platform is using it for that purpose. Yeah. Right. It's not just to like gain Instagram followers Mm -hmm. and whatever. Yeah. And I think like, it's a lot of work like they do a lot of service and stuff and like we'll get into that more but it's a lot of work so you know she's doing this and she's trying to empower women teach girls leadership that's amazing yeah this clip that I'm going to play is going to introduce Caroline Wheeler who was very gracious and sent in a ton of clips for us so here is her first clip
1: hi there my name is Caroline Wheeler Uh, I've been world for the past nine years, strictly, mostly around National American Miss, which is one of the many pageant industries, but I've also been able to support and be there for my friends who have competed in Miss USA, um, whether that's the Teen or Miss USA, and many other systems, IJM, UNM, all these other, um, industries for pageants, I have, again, been around them for about nine years, competing for about five of those, um, was your 2019 Miss Colorado Teen for National American Miss. I am so excited and grateful for this opportunity to talk to you guys about pageants and how they are empowering and not demoting women, um, and
2: how impactful they have been on me, and why you should be empowered to do a
0: pageant. Thank you for introducing yourself, Caroline. We're so excited to hear more from you throughout the episode. The first question we asked her was, how would you respond to someone who says pageants aren't empowering for women? And she started out by saying that when she tells people she does pageants, they say like, oh, like toddlers and tiaras, you know, like, which is mm-hmm. something I think of too. Yeah. To that, she said, that can't be farther from what it is truly like to compete in pageants.
1: In the pageant industry, what it is actually about is building relationships, friendships, That lasts a lifetime. For me, every pageant I have been in, whether that is a state competition or a national competition, has been all about about empowerment. I have gone around personally and given out gifts to my fellow contestants. Nothing is more empowering than telling another woman, "I believe in you. Mm. You deserve to win, and I love you for that." Mm. I am able to appreciate and love my competitors because they're not competition. They are sisters. So if you would like to say that it is not empowering, I would prove you wrong because Mm. you go ask anybody who has been in competitions and pageants and they will say that there are not, there's not, you will never meet a more empowering group and determined group as the women that are standing with them and beside them.
0: I, I love that. I did too. Let me just take a minute to apologize for all the background noise. There was a lot going on at that time. Um, hopefully you can look past that. I feel like I'm making it a bigger deal than it yeah. is. Um, but yeah, I really, really like that too, because obviously something that she really enjoys about pageants is the connections mm-hmm. that she's made. and like connections that have gone on for years like not just the week that they're there competing Mm -hmm. and that means they're obviously genuine and you see like when they're competing you know like this stereotypical moment when they're the top two are like holding hands Mm -hmm. about to be crowned but then when the girl actually gets crowned all of the women around are just like running towards them and congratulating them and like crying hugging screaming like it's just so supportive and that is empowerment for sure lifting each other up and Mm -hmm. not tearing each other down yeah I think it's really really cool that like even though you want it so bad like this could be applied Mm -hmm. to a lot of things but like obviously it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. and it's disappointing if you don't win but it's like you still learn a lot from it you make really great friends and you can use all of that knowledge for the next competition right we had Mora, Miss Colorado 2021, also send in some clips for us. And, again, we're so grateful to you both. This really adds to the episode. And it was really fun, again, to hear, like, people's perspectives and thoughts yeah. who actually compete. Yeah, especially our Colorado guys. Yes, we yes, love we love that as well. So here is Mora's um, answer to how would you respond to someone who said pageants aren't empowering for women.
2: Is that pageants are empowering for women comes from this antiquated idea of what pageants used to be. So, when we look at the history of the Miss America organization, it did start out very differently than it is now, a hundred years later. When it first was started, it was very much focused on obviously physical beauty, and a lot of the rules that were implemented were to find good wives, good housewives, and that those attitudes change, especially as attitudes around women in the workplace, and just the ways that we view women in society in general also change. So in the beginning, it wasn't very empowering. I mean, they were literally measuring them the distance between their knees and the length of their legs, the length of their neck, and that's not empowering. But as we've seen in the modern age, we, obviously we aren't judged our physical I, got, I keep getting cut off, but we're not judged by our physical appearance. And it was in the nineteen forties that the Miss America organization started offering scholarships to the women who competed. And it wasn't until the fifties that we saw the implementation permanently of talent the scholarship ideas. And they also still competed in an interview. But I'm I'm Miss Colorado, so I'm partial to Colorado history. And our Miss America, nineteen seventy one, from Colorado, Rebecca King, was very famous at the time for saying that she thought that the interview portion of the competition should be scored because if you're going to dig into the intellect of these women, then why would you not judge them on it? And that was important to her because the reason she started competing was because she had scholarship money to pay for law school.
0: I love how she addressed that in the past they weren't super empowering. Right. And I think that is important, but look at all the progress and look at how far we've come. It's also
2: very hard to differentiate between different systems because again, I compete in Miss America and most of our score, the bulk of our score comes from our speaking ability. And when you have a sea of women who, yes, are beautiful, but more importantly, are talented and accomplished, educated, the thing that sets them apart is their personality and who they are as a person. It wasn't until I was much older that I realize that it is very empowering to compete in the Miss America organization or in pageants in general, because our society at large devalues the things that we think are feminine. I mean, look at the way that we treat women in general, but also if you look at these ideas of toxic masculinity and all of like, you have to be, you can't have a career and have children because what is feminine is bad. And to embrace your own identity and your own ideal of what is
0: feminine is very empowering so many good things and especially that last line yeah so good to embrace your idea of feminine that is so empowering I love that I do too and you mentioned before which we'll get into more later but beauty pageants have come a long way And there's still, we still have ways to go, just like with a lot of issues, but there have been big steps made. And I feel like today, like Caroline was saying, and how Maura was saying, like, it's not all based on your looks. Mm -mm. It's not at all. Like there are different portions. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really cool that women are able to showcase their talents Mm -hmm. and their passions and their hobbies and things that they've worked hard on. That's not just like, physical beauty and their intellect as well. Cause they have to answer questions yeah. and it's a lot more diverse than just looking good in a bikini and looking good in right. a, a gown. Right. And I will just say to both Caroline and Maura, you both are extremely well-spoken. Yeah. <laughs> when we were listening to the clips when they were first coming in, we were like, oh my gosh. Yeah, very articulate. <laughs> yeah, and that's a talent. Like mm-hmm. public speaking is a talent. Yeah, they're getting up there in front of so many people. Like good for them. That is a talent. We've talked a lot about how pageants are empowering to women, but obviously there are many ways still in which they aren't. And everyone is different. Like I feel like what... Caroline may feel is unempowering, Maura might feel the opposite and Mm -hmm. vice versa, you know, like it just depends on the person I feel like and experiences that you've had in your life. Um, But I feel like still today, pageants in general can promote unrealistic standards of beauty Mm -hmm. because if you think about it, like there's a lot of makeup and hair and like hours spent getting ready getting dressed up looking your best wearing a lot of makeup like there's nothing wrong with that but that's also not a realistic standard of beauty another point too like very much like in the media like with some pageants like it's the same like blonde size zero type girl Mm -hmm. you know so and that's damaging yeah because that's not the only standard for beauty right oh I just thought of this like if you are a young girl wanting to pursue pageants and competing in pageants, you might try and fit into that mold. Right. But, like, the point is the point should be to celebrate differences mm-hmm. and what makes everybody unique and beautiful in their own way. So, yeah, because beauty is diverse. <laughs> yes. Let's hear Caroline's answer to this question.
1: I totally understand when people say that pageants aren't empowering because people see it and it is fairly true. You are judged on how you present yourself, how you look. Um, Girls might feel pressure or anxiety in some ways. So I totally 100% understand what people say when they say like Mm. pageants aren't empowering, but I've never had an incidence, um, especially with my fellow competitors where they haven't been supportive. I've never had a girl come up to me and say, oh, well, I'm your competitor, so I'm not going to support you. It's like, yeah, you are my competitor, but, like, I love you. I'm here for you. Um, Let's do this together. Um, However, I can see the flip side of, like, you are being judged for your looks, Um, and that's scary. Um, I know for me personally, I'm a fairly confident person, And not just how I look, but also my personality. And there have been plenty of times where I have been like, so-and-so is better than me. Not just look-wise, but personality-wise. How how do I even compare? And it's one of those where I have to sit back and be like, yo, I am a completely different person than so-and-so. And and I cannot even compare myself to them because we are so different.
0: She also talks about in that clip how there are different branches of pageants and the one she competes in Miss America is not so much focused on looks like we were kind of talking about and how she touched on, like they have segments and presentations on hobbies. And she gave an example of a girl who competed and she did a science presentation during her portion. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Definitely. There's so many different talents. And when I am thinking of like talents at a pageant, I think of, um, the talent show in Diary of a Wimpy Kid and they're like doing magic tricks and like rollerblading around yes. the stage like that's what I'm thinking of We're, like in Parks and Rec when they're doing the beauty pageant episode yes. and Trish is doing the baton yeah and Tom's like my girl Trish is talented yeah. and Leslie's like she's not even twirling the baton yeah no exactly like it's so literally stereotypical in my mind but that's awesome like a talent show okay or <laughs> a talent show. yeah uh, a, a science, science presentation yeah, yeah that's awesome she also said specifically about the Miss America pageant which is a reason she loves it so much is they're way more inclusive with looks and personalities like they care more about who you are as a person mm-hmm. as opposed to like how long you spent getting ready yeah and who has the best hairstylist whatever we asked both Caroline and Maura what their favorite part about competing in pageants was here is Caroline's answer
1: Jeez, okay, my favorite part about competing in pageants, um, there's so many. I it can't even begin to tell you. Um, I took a break from pageants over the past couple of years, um, went to go support my friends back in November um, at the national competition. And more than anything, even just being there as a supporter, I missed the sisterhood walking around hearing all the girls laugh and talk with their newfound friends from across the country, across the world is breathtakingly beautiful. I know I still am best friends with some of the girls that I competed against and competed with, um, and won titles with, I am still friends with them today. Um, I think personally, like, Having those friendships that will never go out because you can all bond over something is probably my favorite part. But on the flip side of that, if we're talking about actual competitions, um, again, I have competed in a pageant known as National American Miss. Um, they only judge on four areas of competition, which is interview, personal introduction, um, your formal gown, and your community service. Um, For me, I mean, who doesn't like dressing up in a sparkly dress or a beautiful dress and getting their makeup all nice and done? Mm. Like, of course, I enjoy that. Like, that's so fun. But more than anything, too, Mm. if we're talking about the competition side, I love speaking and talking about my story. And I get to do that in interview and my personal introduction.
0: I misspoke. Um, I said Miss America is the pageant Caroline competes in, but it's National American Miss. I'm okay. so sorry. I don't know all the lingo. Yeah, I was, when she was talking about, like, all the laughs and all that, I was literally getting FOMO. Literally. <laughs> from, like, her just talking. Literally. Let's hear from Maura now.
2: But the thing that I love about competing and that I've always loved is that it's a chance to not only push yourself and work hard for something and learn to accept that just because you don't win doesn't mean you didn't do everything right. You know, it's, it's a good learning experience, especially when we, you know, boomers talk about how we got participation trophies and in the pageant world, they want everyone to feel empowered and confident, but at the same time, they want to admire your accomplishments. And so as a woman, for the first time, it was like I was being recognized for the things that I could do, the things that I was doing, instead of just the way that I looked or the way that people perceived me upon first
0: meeting me. That's a really great way to build confidence, in my opinion. Yeah, especially because I like how she said that she felt like for once she wasn't being just judged off the way she looked. And that was in a pageant. So that's really powerful to show that things have changed a lot more. And if that's how she felt, then that's amazing. We also asked them what their least favorite or most challenging part of competing in pageants was. And this is what they said. In terms of
1: the most challenging part, I kind of hit on it already uh, of what like mentally challenging is comparison. You will, kill yourself. And you will fail. I know that sounds so harsh, but you will not only fail externally, but internally. If you compare yourself to others, I had such a hard time with this at state competitions. I really didn't compare myself that often because I knew my capabilities at state. And I was like, I got this. These girls are also my friends from previous years. Like it's okay. I don't need to compare myself. I am me. But once I won the title of Miss Colorado Teen, I took it to a national level where I went to go compete for the national title. And I compared myself so much.
0: She talked about as well how she felt like she was, quote, a bigger size than many of the girls, especially when she went on to the national level and how it made her so nervous. And so it really took a lot for her to say. I'm myself like Mm -hmm. I'm amazing and it doesn't matter what I look like and I feel like just all girls can relate to this but like Mm -hmm. just being in a big group of girls you're gonna compare yourself you know like everyone struggles with it and it's really difficult right so I can only imagine like being in that environment where everybody's like putting their best face forward Mm -hmm. that's got to be so hard yeah it is hard to get over those things And I feel like it is hard when we, because we do all have our own insecurities, and so it's hard to get over those. But at the same time, nobody is thinking about your insecurities. Right, right. Like, all the things that you're thinking, everyone's like, looking at me because my hair looks greasy today, or I'm breaking out. Like, nobody actually recognizes those things and notices them except for us. Here is Maura's answer. The challenging thing about
2: competing, especially after competing for, oh my gosh, coming up on 10 years is that I, it took me a very long time to separate my self-worth from the validation that I received when I was competing. And I firmly believe the reason I won this Colorado when I did was because it was the first time I didn't feel like I was proving myself to them. I wasn't seeking validation. I wasn't walking into the interview room or walking on stage and saying, Oh my God, please. I promise I'm great. Just give me a chance. Instead. It was like, well, I'm giving you a chance to know me. If you think I'm right for the job, then I'll be Miss Colorado at the end of the night. And if you don't, then I won't be. That's okay. Because my value as a human being is stagnant. And that does not change based on the way that I place or the way that you perceive me.
0: It's always when, We fully let go that the best things happen, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because when she was just like, you know what? I'm doing this for me. It's an opportunity for you to get to know me. Like, and then she was confident. I love that. Like, I'm not here to prove myself to you. I'm here to just let you get to know me. Right. I love that. I do too. We also asked them if there was anything else they want to add. And a big thing for Caroline was, she said, if you're thinking of competing in pageants, just do it. Do it. Nike. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Swoosh. Um, she said, it's expensive, but it's so worth it. Here's more from her. Um,
1: so if you if you are thinking about doing a pageant, just do it. Um, if you want tips or tricks or questions, text me, call me, message me. Like leave a comment get a hold of Mackenzie and and just say hey I want to do this how do I do this please I will talk to you I love to talk so just just do it She is not gatekeeping and we love that. no
0: yes we love that here is what Mora would like to add as well
2: and as a- That she fits in, not only am I in a very male-dominated field because I'm in the army, but I also have this other, you know, hyper-feminine aspect of myself that I embrace and that I love and that I want people to see and that I want to feel. But I had to kind of discuss with myself. I had to have serious conversation with myself, journaling, just thinking about it about what it means to be a feminist and to compete in the Miss America organization or in pageants in general. And the overwhelming conclusion that I came to was that in a, in a world, in a society where someone's always going to be angry for the choices that I make, the best thing that I can do is make a choice for myself.
0: She also added that she wants to work as an attorney. And she wants to specialize specifically in LGBTQ plus civil rights defense, which I think is really amazing. Yeah, I also just loved again her last line. Just really amazing. It's a really good point.
2: Because I talked about that as was Colorado, the ACLU actually reached out to me, and I'll be meeting with them shortly. And the scholarships that I've earned are going to be used to put towards law school,
0: which is huge for. She went on and said that she comes from a middle-class family. And so she's so happy that something she's so passionate about is going to allow her to go to college, but not only that, to help others. Let's change gears and talk about how pageants are not inclusive because there is a very long history of pageants. And, you know, it kind of lines up with United States history. So like we already touched on, pageants used to be entirely based off of looks. Entirely. Mm -hmm. They also, up until the past few decades, have been pretty racist and discriminatory against Black people and people of color in general. It actually wasn't until 1970 that a Black woman, Cheryl Brown, won a state competition in Iowa and then competed in a Miss America pageant. Just competed in in a national pageant. Vanessa Williams was the first Black woman to be crowned Miss America in 1984. There have also been a lot of protests from feminist groups that spoke out about how oppressive pageants are, since women are based solely on their beauty. And viewership of, especially like the Miss America pageant and other like nationally televised ones, um, viewership has declined. And there's an article I found. We'll link it in the show notes, but it specifically points out that increases in protests are aligned with this. And according to the article, the Miss America pageant in 2015 amassed only 7.1 million viewers, compared to 8.6 million just one year before in 2014. Miss America had previously broken viewership records during its first live broadcast in 1954 when 27 million viewers tuned in to watch. 1954? It's... Where TV is, like readily available in everyone's homes at that point i don't know when was. i think so yeah at least like black and white like the big boxy ones i think so wow that's a lot of viewers though i know still because that's like easier today because everything's so connected right back then then, yeah the main point is like viewership has gone down yeah drastically over the years yeah we're gonna close with a couple more clips from mora
2: Some change from is this hyper feminine ideal that we have in it. I mean, there are actually male pageants now, which is great. But the typical, you know, quote unquote pageant girl that we thought of in days prior was obviously this hyper feminine ideal of beauty. And as we move more into your physical appearance, I, you know, there we have a non binary competitors in the Miss America. Now I can think of one off the top of my head in Connecticut who also has tattoos and I want to see more of that because I also, again, believe that that is very empowering. The thing that frustrated me, and I'm kind of going out on a limb by saying this because I I haven't come out publicly yet, is that I always felt like I had to fit a mold. And it's in recent years that I've been able to accept the fact that I'm a bisexual woman. I've known since I was in elementary school. And now some of that pressure is off now that I don't have to worry about how I would be judged at Miss America or how I would be judged at my state competition. And that I don't agree with, but I think that that perception is also slowly changing and I'm very excited for that day. But for now, I'm just thankful to continue supporting the women who compete and having an avenue through which I can express myself, gain speaking skills, meet people, learn more about myself, and again, just find a sense of confidence that doesn't come from how I compete because I've won and I've lost a lot of times, but I know that I'm able to weather that and that also is very empowering.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that piece of you with us, your true self. I'm really happy that you are able to be your authentic self. And I think it's really cool. And as you were speaking to the progress that's being made, that is a very big step. Right. It, it totally is. And it is a big step for you to be able to feel comfortable with who you are because everyone should feel comfortable. And I think that that's even more empowering to just be your authentic self, as Ken said. Right. Well, thank you so much to both Caroline and Mora. Seriously, thank you so much. Like you guys made the episode. Literally. Like you guys were the stars of this episode because I enjoyed getting to hear directly from you guys what it's like to compete. And I think it was a really great thing to explore many different aspects of pageants, like how they are empowering, how they're not, the history of pageants, and I definitely learned a lot. Yeah, I did as well. I think it is really interesting to see how far they have come. It is important to recognize and not just put our blinders on and be like, oh, there's no inequality and there's none of this blah 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 whatever. But you know, like it's important to recognize that they haven't been so great in the past, but they're improving. They're more inclusive, they're better, they're not as superficial, and it's really amazing to hear from two women who actually compete and held or are currently holding titles and I just think that's amazing so thank you guys for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us and all of you guys who are listening go to the show notes and you can find their instagrams and go give them a follow or even reach out to them for tips especially Caroline Mm because she specifically offered So, you know, slide into her DMs and ask her for some tips if you are looking to get involved in pageants. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you next week with a brand new episode. Bye, everyone.